Hey, time for you to reach your full potential. Getting into health and fitness, this is what you're missing. Going hard, I push you to the limit. Go on a journey with genetics coach Laura Phillips. Yeah, yeah, here to take you to the next level. Been in the health and fitness industry since 07. Working with so many athletes. Push it to the limit with world champions, yeah, and some Paralympians. Hey, working from Brisbane to Singapore. We train, we going hard. All out, we keep it raw. Laura Phillips, let's go. In this week's episode of Real Talk, I get really real with Will Kaur, who is a personal coach who helps people work through their plateaus. I really am a fan of his content, and it's something we haven't really discussed, why people hit a wall with their health and fitness. And I wanted to explore and unpack that with Will. How can you stop the yo-yo-ing and going from one extreme to the other? This is the episode to listen to if that's what you want to have answered. And as always, please be sure to connect and follow with him on Instagram. If you like my no BS stance and up real and upfrontness on things, he will definitely not disappoint. So please enjoy. Let us know what you think in the comment section. And um, yeah, let us know what your major takeaways were. The things that I, the things that I post and, um, you know, but most of the time that's just, uh me making fun of who i used to be mm-hmm. as well as much as i'm just making fun of like you know everybody else uh, um in the process right mm-hmm. um and uh yeah so uh, i don't know like i i think for most people uh it, it, they, i guess it's because like we're coaches and we kind of have gone to the extremes of many things and like not not like true extremes you know like we push the extremes in training and like I'd say, I've done a fair amount of stupid things to myself uh, in order to try and find like what, and I tell this to my clients all the time too. It's like, the, like the reason, like the reason why I'm able to tell you this is stupid is because I've done it to the nth degree of stupidity uh, to be able to tell you like, Hey, this is dumb. You know, like you pay me because I've done a, a you know, a multitude of stupid things to myself so that I can tell you like, Hey, like I've done this. I, I don't recommend. <laughs> because like it, it, I've only found out that it ends up badly. Mm. So, um, you know, I, like I, I guess most of the time, uh, when when people hit a wall with their training and with their progress and and everything, like it's it's always like kind of th- this vicious cycle of you know going way too hard as a, as a means of trying to compensate for doing something quote unquote bad. Mm. you know like or or doing something like you know it's like it's kind of like this binge purge cycle but then just for exercise mm. and to to a worse degree it, it it's you know a binge purge like if they do it for exercise they probably do it for the diet too which is you know you kind of see the same thing it's like okay well i'm gonna eat nothing but like chicken breast and broccoli and brown rice you know if if they're not like keto and mm. um you know, chicken breast and broccoli and brown rice. I'm going to do H seven HIT classes in five days. And then, and you know, like, like be extremely like, like, like malnourished and be extremely like, uh, uh, um, at a deficit of energy because of all the high intensity work and like the under fueling. And then come Saturday and Sunday, it's like, Oh, it's time to let loose because like I've done so much work like over the past five days and it's time for me to 
you know, and then when they let loose, it's like because of an overly restrictive uh, regime, regimen, not regime, regimen um, throughout the, the weekday, like their, their, their weekend is like compensating for that. And it's just like a vicious cycle of like, okay, my weekday compensates for my weekend and my weekend compensates for my weekday. Where in, you know, like in retrospect, um, what should actually occur, and this is what I'm trying to get my clients to do uh, as well as myself, it's like, well, maybe your diet sucks, you know, like if if you feel the need to have to binge over the weekend, maybe your diet just sucks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like maybe you don't have enough of a variety of food choices, you don't have enough of... um, uh, like a um, a creative enough of a menu where it's not just oh steamed chicken and broccoli and brown rice where it's you know like it literally doesn't have to be like that it can be like that if that is the type of person that you are but you know in 99.9% of the time like I uh, I found even for myself it's like yeah I can do that for a while if I have a means to an end but even then it like it's going to take a lot out of me and only because I know like, hey, this is a flip, this is a switch that I need to flip in order to achieve something. And I'm okay with doing that and sacrificing that for a while. And, but that's also, that also comes with the fact that like, I live like a monk, you know, like I don't go out, like I, like someone offers me a drink, like I, I have no problem saying no. Like, you know, if it, if it doesn't align with the current goal that I'm trying to get, like, I'm very quick to be like, no, fuck off. Like, it's not happening. Sorry. Like, you know what I mean? But that's not most people. And that took me a long time to realize uh, as a coach that like, oh, you know what? You're the psycho. Not everyone is kind of <laughs> like you. You know what I mean? Like, like it took me like I, the, for the for the longest time, I was like, yeah, I don't understand why anyone can't do this. It's so easy. You just have to like do it. And then you realize quickly that like, oh, not everyone is like intrinsically motivated like coaches are. And, you know, like uh, I, I you know, one of my mentors said this uh, once, which which made so much sense to me. It's like, like we're really fucked up people. <laughs> like, no, no, it's true. No, no, like, like they the the, the people that come to us, like they come to us because you know they're incapable of doing what we do to ourselves. Like nobody goes to the gym on their own and is motivated to like lift all the weight that we lift alone like usually they they have a buddy to keep them accountable or they hire a coach to keep them accountable and keep you know to keep them but no one willingly does this on the except for coaches Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and like we're we're just a breed of fucked up people and you know like it's taken me a while to realize that oh you know what like you're messed up it's not them that can't do it is that you're just willing to go to extremes to get something and most people are not so right. with that being, with, you know, with that being said, it's like, you know, if, if you're not willing to go to these extremes, then why is your lifestyle like, like as such, mm. why are you pushing it to these extremes in, 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 you know, the physical activity end and pushing it to these extremes, the dieting end only to push it to another extreme in, in, in the, like on the, on your off day where, where you like, you know, if, if you're not willing to step on stage, if you're not willing to, to go for a competition, if you're not willing to do all these these things that 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 need you to make this like huge lifestyle sacrifice then what is the purpose of you doing this you know it doesn't have to be like that so maybe maybe you need to find meals that are a bit more nutrition maybe add some fruit if you know like 
it doesn't have to be like it's dieting doesn't have to be uh, uh, at the cost of flavor, which mm. is, I think, the misconception that a lot of people like uh, are fed because of, you know, the, the like on the come up when most of us came up, it was during like the, I'd say like the dark ages of fitness where most of our, 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 um, you know, nutrition advice came from Muslim fitness and flex magazine and, you know, like just watching bodybuilders. And, and I suppose that's still taking quite a bit of time to like eradicate, especially in, um, especially in Asia, you know, but, but it, it quite literally does not have to be like that. And so, you know, I, what I found more success with as of late is, you know, like um, getting like talking to my clients and then and then like uh, crafting out uh, meal plans for them, like template meal plans uh, uh, based off of like what they eat and then what I think they could add onto it. Like I don't overhaul their entire, which is the problem again, you know, like the, mo- the moment like people start to want to get on this, like, oh, I want to uh, like I want to slim down a uh, quote unquote. Um, they, they go like, well, I have to overhaul my entire, like entire, like food choice and overhaul my diet. And more often than not, I think the answer is just like tiny little adjustments to portions of like typical, like, like what you typically eat. Uh, and then, you know, like slowly adjusting up and down from there. And then as well as like the physical activity part, Mm. um, you know, I find that small adjustments over a long period of time works better for most people than like a, 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 a flip of a switch and go like, okay, well, it's time to diet. And then once they're done with it, they're like, okay, well, it's time to let loose. And then they get fat again. And then, you know, diet again, and then they get fat again, in which case it's like, you know, this, this is a vicious cycle. And that's not what I'm about. Anyway, if this is what you want me to do, then I'm not the guy for you. Mm. Because I would rather and you know, this is probably not a very good um, it's not a very good uh, a business model, but I would rather create a client that is self-sufficient, so self-sufficient to the point where they don't need me anymore. Um, because that for me, like tells me that, oh, I have successfully reproduced my own system in somebody else to let, let them have like some autonomy in their life when it comes to nutrition and fitness. And being able to maintain their their physique and their health and their and their you know their uh in their lifestyle, mm. um and that for me I the, the short answer I mean the long answer to your uh, your question is like I think people just try and do too much crazy shit to themselves too quickly and then you know it backfires because they can't handle how hard it actually really is. A hundred percent. I mean, you raised so many good points, and what really stands out is. I, I guess people don't understand the lifestyles people like ourselves live, right? Like when I was a swimmer, I swam, I trained nine times a week and I went to school and I worked um, all at the same time. And on top of that, I would do three gym sessions a week and run and I would compete 75% of my weekends, if not 80, 85%, depending on the season. Um, that That was my reality. That was my lifestyle. Uh, currently I train you know if we include aerobic work probably up to three hours a day I stand for 16 17 18 hours a day um it's you know I work in a gym training is very accessible to me I don't have to travel to get to a gym I don't really have to change outfits to train my food is already here so my my meal prep my nutrition is already here with me um it's just a different lifestyle so people don't understand that to build this into your life the undercurrent has to be how you live and so 
you can't force yourself to live the lifestyle of an athlete when you're not an athlete you know people who are on this the front cover of sports illustrated men's health magazine they are literally paid to live like that you know they have meal prep sponsorship they have supplements sponsorship they have nutritionist dietitians they have someone working out their workout plans for them and so I think there's a bit of a disconnect between like the quote-unquote final image um, and the journey of getting there because again it's all well and good to look at the front cover of a magazine and be like oh, I want to look like that great okay first of all it's photoshopped second of mm. all how long has that person been training for how do they eat how do they think about food and nutrition mindset you know do they wake up roll out of bed press snooze 10 times and then get on with their day and finally wake up after three coffees or do they prioritize getting to bed early the night before waking up hydrating themselves you know what's their routine like what is their day-to-day -day routine what is on their to-do list it's a very different approach and very different mentality. And I, I completely echo what you're saying with regards to us being psychos. We we do know what it takes because we have gone to the extreme and most people are at the complete opposite extreme. It just doesn't make sense. It's not as easy as flicking a switch and people really don't understand what it takes to create behavioral change. We think we're light switches and we are so not because life is not linear and we have emotions so we're not robots right like that's what makes us different we have emotions so we do wake up and we feel tired and we feel less inclined to train so sometimes mm. we use it as a reason not to train um we can also use that as a reason to train but you know like it's not just so cut and dry it's not so black and white um 100%. that's really what comes to mind when i hear you say that it's how do we teach people to make those small tweaks that you talk about and live in a healthier life i see so many women who are trying to address things from all angles as i mentioned before it's like the hit class it's the pilates or the yoga <clears throat> the running i'm like do you know what like lift heavy shit three to four times a week and increase your step count on the other days because if you're if you have an office job you probably do 6,000 steps on a better day. And that probably requires- yeah, If that, if at that. At most, right? I mean, like for, I, I'm gonna say most people with an office job who don't make a concerted effort to get steps, um, like during their day, I'm gonna say at most they're getting 4,000 steps, okay? Like if we can get that to 8,000 on most days, that's a heck of a change, right? That's a heck of a change. And so work on lifting heavy things, moving more frequently and more often and then repeat progressively overload. So that's yeah. that's really what comes to mind um, with respect to everything that you're seeing. Where do you see people getting into this cycle? What do you think contributes to this cycle of all or nothing, all or nothing, all or nothing? Mm, well, I, I for sure think TV doesn't help. Right. You know, like, yeah, think about it. Uh, how many people, like, I mean, it's for sure what happened to me, you know, when I was, um. When I was a kid, I grew up watching like all the Rocky, like I was, Rocky was like a, like the, the, the number one, um, you know, movie, like, uh, yeah, movie in my, um, when I was a child that was on replay because like of all the training montages. And it's like, you think about it, like, okay, when he wants to prep for a fight, like his entire life gets overhauled and, you know, and it's like, that's like probably the template for every other fight movie that has like a good physique displayed 
you know, like they, they go through this like transformation. They suddenly pick up their life. They change everything about their life. They're starting to run. They're like, they're lifting, they're training all the time. And, you know, it's like, uh, again, it, it, it's, you know, like I was willing to do those things because I was like, oh, you know, Sylvester Stallone did, did all these things to get that, that, that physique in, in Rocky three. So I'm, I got to do these things too. Not realizing that like, oh, on top of drugs, he also, um, you know, has like a, his entire life just pretty much well crafted out for him to do all these things. And, and, you know, he has all the time in the world and no stress and like, uh, well, not no stress, but you know, like, like all he does is all he had to do was train, eat and shoot. And that's all he had to do for, for, you know, the duration of shooting that movie. So, you know, we're, we're not those people. Mm. Um, and so this, what, what was your question? Your question was um, like, like how are we supposed to like, you know, help people make these, these small changes if I'm not mistaken. Mm, and what contributes uh, to this like all or nothing cycle yeah uh, yeah that is i think that is the the one thing that and then also like that that starts to get perpetuated um you know in in, in i guess like bodybuilding culture as well uh yeah, i i'd say and and you know it takes a it it's slowly starting to change uh i guess it starts with like coaches like us in from the i guess the new era the, the new age you know um, it's, it's slowly starting to change where, um, you know, finding like success doesn't mean just a physique, but being able to maintain that physique, uh, for a long, long, like for your entire life. Um, and you realize quickly that like, oh, okay. Like hitting it hard all the time is not sustainable. Right. And, and like you rather be able to have someone or yourself be able to just get like good enough, like I'd say 70, 80%, just good enough that you can like, you know, let's, let's say in the context of a workout, like if I have like, like five exercises and I only do four and I don't have enough time to do the fifth one, I'm like, well, that's, I'm not going to beat myself up over that. And like go into the next training session going, I got to compensate and I got to fucking like, like train an hour and a half because I lost like one exercise the last time. It's like, well, no, the realistically speaking, if you have like done this for long enough, you realize it's not the one workout, the, the one heroic fucking workout that makes you or breaks you. It's more like a, a, a string of like, okay, good enough workouts where I, oh, I didn't do arms today. Oh, I didn't do calves today. Oh, I, I, for, you know, I didn't have time to hit my hamstrings today, but I still got the meat and potatoes and the chunk of it in uh, and uh, as relative to what is important to me to get in for that, whatever I'm trying to develop, et cetera. Um, and I still got the chunk of that in. And by the end of the year, you, you, you realize, and this happens a lot of my clients too, is like, they realize like, Oh, actually like I, it, I, it, it didn't kill me that I missed a day of training here and there because I was too tired. I was injured. I was this, I was that like, the, like it's infinitely better that like I live I I I leave the gym thinking like oh I could have done more rather than like oh fuck like I'm completely beat up and like you know that's that's uh it, it, I I typically find that if you keep doing that to yourself like after a period of time you're probably going to end up burnt out mm. and when you're burnt out you know that's typically where all the the like um like the house of cards start to crumble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when, when the burnout happens, then it's like everything starts to unravel where you're just like, well, you know, like all, like this one health-seeking behavior is starting to fall apart. So every other health-seeking behavior starts to fall apart as like as a result of. Mm. 
it's typically one thing that they are so anchored in like okay like no matter what i'm hitting two to three like lifting sessions per week and that helps seeking behavior adds on to like oh well i've already did that and i i like because of that when i'm in the gym i i i've, I've added an extra four thousand steps and then you know like i want i'm now motivated to get more steps and hit ten thousand and you know like and then from there you're like oh okay well ten thousand steps cool like and I'm losing a lot of weight. Now I want to add on some, like a little bit of aerobic work outside of that. Oh, uh, like after the aerobic work, oh, what? I want to eat better now. But then, you know, like once you're like, like once you're, you're burnt out or like if you start stacking all these things in, in, in a row, uh, like when one goes, you go, well, you know, like I'm falling apart because like one thing isn't working. So, er uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sit in the uh, on the couch and, and eat chips mm -hmm. uh, until, until like I find the motivation again. When the idea is like, you know, like not to not not to like tax yourself to the point where you you're you're like you've challenged your your uh your mental ability to want to go the idea is to like keep doing just enough so that you can go like well i want to keep coming back i want to keep coming back like or like if if you're questioning whether like oh should i or shouldn't i be and 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 like and you go like well you know i i didn't really do like all that much on Monday, and I didn't really do too much on on Wednesday. Well, the justification is I probably should because you know I didn't get too much done, and that on in itself starts to build on the consistency of being able to do that three times a week, fifty two times fifty two times a year, and that, in my opinion, would result in a a, a bigger or, or a more massive change than you know like going hard out for three months and then going like well shit you know like i've got my vacation body i'm going to go on vacation i get fat at, uh, in my, during my vacation i come back and i have to go like now i have to find the motivation to put myself through that hell again mm. like stop putting yourself through hell <laughs> you know like like the idea of sustainability is 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 the is not putting yourself through hell because you're not going to be able to sustain that find something that works for your life that you can keep doing consistently and hell is not it totally 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 but it's so important that people hear that because the more i think about it actually the the more i feel consistency is really exists if we think of a scale of one to ten i really think consistency by and large is for most people somewhere between three and eight out of ten and it's sustaining between three and eight out of ten as much as we can right for for mm -hmm. all areas whether it's sleep nutrition um exercise um let's say mental health you know connecting with other people so social health um environmental health it's somewhere in there it's actually that gray space it's not the 10 out of 10 because that's where athletes and figure athletes bodybuilders that's where they exist that's where messed up people like us exist and then like one out of 10 is probably a couch potato you know severely obese chronically obese has every you know pathology under the sun so we don't want to be a one or a 10 because i mean that's not a great life at either extreme unless unless you know how to be a 10 and that's mm. different that that's skills built over a long period of time with sufficient support um especially, you know, if you fall into that category of being an athlete. So somewhere I feel for most people, depending where they're starting, consistency and sustainability and avoiding plateaus and extremes is somewhere between like a three and an eight out of 10 and trying to be as close to an eight out of 10 in as many of those areas as possible, as often as possible. 
And you know what? Like there's going to be some days where nutrition goes from an eight to a four. You might have to go out for a breakfast, um, a work breakfast. There might be some networking lunch event and there might be some dinner with the boss because the boss is in town and it might just be food that you didn't get to influence um you know might be hawker center food catered food which is not overly nutritious but so what okay get your nutrition back up to its normal consistency normal standard the next day and if that's an eight it's an eight if it's normally a six get it back to a six i think mm. really that's where the needle is moved and shifted for people it's looking at where do i normally sit for these things is my sleep normally a three out of ten how do i get it to a five how do i get it to a five and keep it at a five to the point where that feels my new normal and once it feels like my new normal then how can i get that to a six or a seven out of ten and rinse and repeat rinse and repeat mm. rinse and repeat because again if we're currently getting five hours of interrupted sleep a night with maybe 30 minutes of deep sleep that's not about to become eight hours where a quarter of that is deep quality sleep it's just not right like again people think they're light switches and they so aren't so this is something i work with um when it comes to my clients when they ask me like how do i change this i'm like well out of 10 what would you rate your nutrition on a day-to-day -day basis they'll give me a number i'm like cool let's just try and shift it two points higher if you think it's normally a four how do we get it to a six what can you do right now to get it to a six most people actually have the answers most people most people mm. have enough knowledge and information about what they shouldn't eat so much of or drink so much of um they just need help in applying that and also I, something you mentioned which i thought was really great it's, it's letting people celebrate and it's letting people celebrate the seemingly small things right because we're not always going to get on the scales and see that we've lost 10 kilos i mean nice if it happens but it's not always going to happen most times it's not going to happen <laughs> so 100%. how do we get okay with seeing i lost 500 grams this week and being like i can still celebrate that that's still okay that's still and you know what sometimes there's no change and sometimes for some people that is actually a win because that's consistency that is an indication that the person's being consistent and if you've never been consistent then that is a massive victory yeah you know i like i had a client recently who like um you know he he's had a history of of like yo-yo dieting and yo-yo weight loss and you know like i've i've gotten him on like a on a routine and then he's starting to see like the weight loss and then he goes goes like oh man like i'm not losing weight fast enough like i think i want to like start slashing my calories in like uh because i want to like have fast weight loss and i'm like how much are you losing per uh, uh how much are you losing per week so, oh well like 100 grams every every other day and i'm and i and then i look at him and i'm like do you hear yourself <laughs> like just 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 like listen to yourself and listen to what you're saying right now like if you're losing like 100 grams every other day in a, in a week that's like 350 ish grams i'd say like roughly Mm -hmm. right like 350 grams like that's that's 0.5 percent if you're like a a, a 70 kilo person that's 0.5 percent of your body weight mm -hmm. which is like if you think about it if you only lost 0.5 percent uh, uh, we take an example of 100 kilo man and if he only lost 0.5 percent 
which is 500 grams every week um, um, for, for 52 weeks. He'd have a, on, on average a 26 kilo weight loss by the end of the year. So that. like, you know what I mean? Like, and I always say this, it's like your body works on averages. Like 26 kilo weight loss is not, like unless you're, you know, fucking severely, like morbidly obese, that is the significant amount of weight for most people. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that they just can't wait to see it get off quick. Mm-hmm. you know and you know like you and i have an experience like getting thick skin lean in 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 like six to eight weeks like 12 16 weeks like and even 12 16 weeks getting thick skin lean i'd say that's also super unsustainable by the way like you know what i mean like and you like you and i have experienced getting like thick skin lean in, in, in that short amount of time and like but what what happens by the end of it once you get to the day of reckoning and you're like i'm lean i'm here i've performed what happens after Oh my gosh. Well, you just, you want to let loose, don't you? You Because 100%. so deprived, you feel restricted. And yeah. this is what people don't understand, right? If you feel <laughs> deprived, naturally, you're going to go and gravitate towards what you've been deprived of. So if you've been deprived 100%. of carbs, because you've decided to go keto, because you think it's a great idea. Well, no wonder you have sugar cravings all the time. Like, fuck, your brain needs glycogen to operate. It's the biggest consumer of glycogen as a standalone organ. 20% of your glycogen is used up here, right? Between those six inches. So yeah, no wonder you crave sugar. <clears throat> You're being deprived of carbohydrates, which you, you need to perform. So again, it goes from one extreme to the next. And people want to lose weight rapidly because they don't feel comfortable in their own skin. And not just physically, mentally. They don't yeah. feel comfortable being themselves they're ashamed they're embarrassed they feel like they've let people down they've let themselves down like look at me who would love this that is why people want to lose weight so quickly it's their own judgment it's their own comparison it's their own criticism when coaches create a space where we can celebrate a 500 gram loss a 300 gram loss as much as we can celebrate a five kilo, 10 kilo, 15, 20 kilo loss, people start to shift the way that they see themselves and people start to feel better about themselves and people start to look for evidence and signs of progress rather than looking for more ways to critique and tear themselves apart because no one needs help being an asshole towards themselves. And that's really where a good coach can make such a difference because as you did with your client, we can bring them back to the frame of, hang on, are you listening to you right now? Would you rather weigh an extra 500 grams? Would you rather have all those grams back on you? Would you rather be where you were a month, two months ago? Or are you okay to keep going with this and continue to lose the weight and keep it off knowing that this is sustainable and what you mm. lose in the next six months, over the next year, you will have kept off in five years. Like where are the people who have lost weight and kept it off 10 years later? I'm one of them, but I don't know many. Do you know? Like exactly, you know, like and 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 that's that's only you know because like let's be real, you know, as coaches, like we're one of the most insecure people about our own physique. Like if I get fat by another five kilos, I'm like, well, shit, I'm a like I'm a fatty, right? I, like even if relative to most, I got, I'm probably not that, but by my own measures and by my own judgment and in, in you know in in my own like demographic of peers like i i'm like oh okay like i'm overweight now when i'm in reality i'm not right but at the same time like uh, you know in 
speaking to my own experience about uh like right after like i i finished my competition like i got like shredded for it because i needed to um and it was super unsustainable for me in the ways that i had and the things that i had to do to get there like i gained 15 kilos in a week wow like and i and you know what i mean like my my appetite is voracious even if i'm not dieting Right. And, you know, like I was deprived and like, you know, the amount that I was eating, like I was eating like, my, like, so right after the call, like I, I went on like an eating spree with my girlfriend and on the first day, right after, like, uh, you know how, like when you're eating with your partner, they kind of try to unconsciously keep up with you. And, you know, I was like, let's go eat this and let's go eat that. And like, by the end of the night, like, you know, like after we had like a, a, a big lunch and a big dinner and, and, and by the end of the night, I was like, well, I'm going to break out the, uh, like this box of cookies and i'm gonna eat six of them and like the moment i opened the box she was like i can't smell and she started just to throw up oh my because God. like of the amount of food that we ate and and i was like yeah well what's your problem i'm fucking eating this you know but <laughs> but you know but and and, and I, i'm only saying this because that's the reality of what happens when you you know when you lose lose it unsustainably i'm i know that even going into that i knew that like oh shit the like me coming out of this is going to be real bad because um you know like the way in which i went about this was was terrible mm. but i did it for 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 a purpose and i and i'm not worried because like i know exactly how i can get back here again and it's not hard for me mm. you know like i have my process and i've done this for so long that i'm like it's easy i can just i just have to like get back on the horse and it's it's it comes off just like that but you know, like this is uh, whereas for most people, for for people who who aren't us, who aren't coaches, who aren't who don't have this lifestyle, who who, you know, like I've seen like the most success in in them. Like if you if you take it off slow, it tends to stay off. Mm -hmm, for sure. Like if you take it off fast, it tends to come back with some interest. <laughs> yeah, and just as quickly, right? Yeah, and just as dude, fifteen kilos in a week—that's a feat right and and, and, and exactly that's a that's a that's a small child right um <laughs> and, and you know what i mean like it, it's it's you know like people need to understand this is what happens when you try to take it off really quick and you don't what happens when you take it off really quick like you go like unsustainable things happen and then the rebound also becomes like way worse because of that but when you take it off slow you think about what happens when you take it off slow mm. when you take it off slow like things, habits stop becoming habits and they become rituals. Mm. They become, they stop becoming like, oh, this is a habitual thing and it, this is a ritualistic thing. Like mm. uh, one of my, my mentors uh, uh, used to say as well, like, you know, like don't make them habits, make them rituals. Like you don't ever forget to brush your teeth. Right. Like make it so that like, if you don't do it, it feels like icky that you don't do it because, you know, it's like, it's like a ritual. It's a part of your life now. It's mm -hmm. ritualistic that like oh i have to hit the gym like three times like on a minimum like because it's just a part of me now and if you've managed to make that a part of you instead of like oh i have to go like i must because i gotta lose these weights like no i have to go because this is part of my lifestyle and it's not if not for the weight loss thing it's just because this is just a part of me now and it's part of my non-negotiable that i have to hit the gym like three times a week, I need to get these amounts of steps. The only difference between like, I think our clients and us is that like we have way more non-negotiables that we are like, we stacked over the years that like, now it's like, it's not even a non-negotiable. It's just a part of my life. It happens 
naturally it does, i don't even think about it and it just happens like if i have to eat go out and eat i go like well what's the highest like you know like the the the, the instinct is to go like well what's the highest protein meal that i can pick first like what do i i order the salad on top of that and then like uh do the dressing on the side so i can add a bit of dressing onto it if i want to for taste and then like do i want some fries or do i want like some carbs with that okay like if i if i like if i've got like a backlog of carbs that i haven't had say fine i'll add some on top of it like it, can it be fries sure like you know like it's that's that's like kind of like my my intuitive thought process at this point point. Mm-hmm. And, and i don't just i don't just go like well burger or pasta or like you know what is the most like calorically dense like hedonic food that i can pick for myself to eat where and and there's a pleasant taste for that by the way that's not you know uh, um like like let's not say that that's wrong but you know like i'd say like if you can if you can buy 80 percent of the time 70 80 percent of the time just go like intuitively do that and go like well you know what like it's a weekend realistically speaking and through the entire week i've i've eaten pretty well you know like maybe i'll have like one pasta and that's not going to break you because you know like you're because you know like if i have that one pasta which i i think i feel like having not i need to have i feel like having i could have it i I could not it doesn't really matter there's a big difference right there's a big difference between like binging and purging and then like creating a lifestyle in which you go like well it's a weekend i've had x amount of things like i don't feel deprived i could have it i could not have it it doesn't really matter to me uh, but I choose to have it because, you know, it serves me uh, in other ways other than like, uh, 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 like my physique and whatever caloric goals that I'm, 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 uh, I'm looking at, mm-hmm. you know, it serves me in other ways. So like, I'll have it, but I know that like, I'm not going to have a fucking identity crisis after eating this fucking bowl of pasta because like, you know, I know this is like, like the, the moment that I'm done eating this bowl of pasta, like, I can just go back into my, my daily routine and it's not going to feel like, oh, damn, like I've had a taste of heaven now I have to go back to hell again, you know? Like it's, 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 when, you, it's, it's when you're able to make that shift in mentality, that shift in perspective is I find like it's when you, you, you'll be able to find more success uh, with the whatever goals you're trying to 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 work towards, sure. right? There's so many so many good points that you've made, and what comes to mind is when something becomes a ritual. Um, often it's because your self perspective has evolved, right? The way that you see yourself has shifted because mm. then it becomes built into your identity. When something is built into your identity, when you see yourself as someone who I just exercise three times a week, four times a week. That's just me. I I, I drink my three, four liters of water a day. It's just me. Um, I make time to, you know, stretch my upper back and shoulders when I'm at the computer for prolonged periods of time. That's just me. When it feels like it's just you and it's just part of your identity, it easily becomes a ritual because then it's no longer an add-in. Again, it's just the undercurrent of how you live your life. And so I, I completely um echo what you're saying from the aspect of turning things into rituals the thing is when people try and force it to become a ritual without that shift in how they see themselves they continue to operate in polar opposites of all Mm. or nothing people really need to go back to the the you know the dirty work of looking at how do you see yourself what labels have you given yourself how do you define Uh. yourself is that how you want to define yourself is that how you want to see yourself 
if you wanted to be a healthier version of you, how would you think of yourself? How would you feel towards yourself? How would you treat yourself? Like if you were the CEO, if your body was a business and you were the CEO, how would you treat that as a business? Because it's it's all well and good to try and make these shifts, but it's still going to feel forced if it doesn't feel like it's part of how you see you. And when you have that athletic mentality, it's, it's just so easy, right? Like all of this is easy because I've been in sports since like the age of two. Mm. <laughs> and so I approach everything with that mindset of this is my identity. This is my identity. This is my identity. It's not, do I want to have a quote unquote cheat meal or not? It's well, okay. What does my body need? I need protein. Do I need carbs? Not really. So I'm going to forgo the carbs. I'm going to switch out to something else. Do I want all of that dressing on my meal? No, I'll get it on the side. As you say, you just learn to better identify how you can nourish yourself and give yourself what you need because you're so much more in tune and connected with you. Whereas so many people are just extrinsically motivated. They don't know who the hell they are. They're not connected with themselves. They just order what everyone else orders. They just eat whatever food is on the table that someone else has ordered. No one's really taking responsibility for their own life. And how can you take responsibility for your own health if you can't even take responsibility for anything else, right? So I really, really agree with that. And the whole like giving yourself the chance to eat something that, which is more from the aspect of flavor rather than macros is so Mm. important. And that really allows people to avoid plateaus too. Because again, if you feel deprived for too long, you will ultimately eat that food. Like you can try and outsmart the system as much as you want. But if you feel deprived, there's going to be something in the back of your head saying, bitch, eat the burger. hundred <laughs> percent. And you will. But equally, are you? is it really you having a cheat meal if all of your meals are cheat meals? No, right? And this, exactly. This is where we can't be a couch potato. We can't be a one out of 10. And we also don't want to be the 10 out of 10 athlete or cover of Men's Health Magazine, cover of Sports Illustrated, because that's just not life for most people. For most people, it's somewhere between a three and probably an eight. And we want to stack over time. I think that's a really great way of looking at it is um, if we think about stacking our habits. So what habits are we working on now with regards to sleep? What habits are we working on now with regards to daily step count? What habits are we working on now with regards to, you know, allocated, dedicated time to exercise and fitness in the form of a workout? What are we working on with regards to nutrition? Okay give it a score out of 10. Now, how do you shift that by one or two points in a way that feels doable, not forced, right? Right. And then you give yourself a better chance for that to assimilate with how you see yourself. When you start operating in extremes, your brain knows it's bullshit because you know that you're not an athlete. <laughs> I think, I think you know, like, sorry to interrupt, but um, I think the, the you know, uh, this, this entire podcast, I, I, I would love to say that I, you know, I want to put out there a lot of the things that I made early on in my life, uh, in my coaching life as, uh, uh, with my clients is that, you know, like putting that entire, like I have an, look, I have an entire system that I know works and I know works for me and I, it, I know works for everybody else. But the, the, the one mistake that I made early on was like, going like, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. Like I gave them, like I bombarded them with like, like a million different things because I like my, my, like the things that I, I have in my, in my system of, of, of like getting from one end to, to the other is like, you know, like it's like a, it's like a, 
everything has to be dialed in. And the different, the problem is that I, again, I thought that I was a, like, everybody could be like me where I could just like, okay, get a fucking watch. Like, look at your step count. Okay. Like, like hit the gym. Okay. Now, now watch your caloric intake. Like just plan, like plan everything out and your life will be fine. But that's again, like not life for most people. And what I do now when I get new clients on who have, who have like zero experience doing this or who have a history of yo-yo dieting. And I'm like, okay, we're going at the pace that I tell you we're going at. Not your pace, because your pace didn't work for you back then, right? Once you get to this, like, like once you get to this, like, uh, um, you know, level of where I think, oh, okay, you, you've gotten these things down in your life where it's now down pat and it's no longer like a chore to you. It's no longer like a, oh, I have to. It's a, okay, well, this is just what I do now. And then we can layer something on to that. So it's kind of like what you're doing with, with your clients, I guess, like same, same, but different, mm. you know, um, uh, I do think, uh, it, I, I stack things on linearly. So I go like, okay, well, have you, have you like no experience, like training? Do you ne- have, like, you've never, like the most you've lifted as a bicep curl was a pen for the past 10 years. Okay, fine. Like before the nutrition thing comes into play, how about you just come in here and be not sore for the first month? And then once you're able to do that, now we'll talk about your nutrition, okay? And obviously, you know that that there's so many things that go into the nutrition as well. Then then I go, well, what are you willing to do, okay? Like, uh, like, are you willing to count macros? Fine, if you're not willing to, that's fine too. Like, this is the, like, I, obviously I do all the empirical stuff where I, I work out, okay, this is how much protein you need. And I put them, put that in terms of like, this is, this is one scoop of protein here. This is one chicken breast here. This is one fit, like, like a fillet of salmon here uh, at night, you know? And then, and then from there, like, then they can see in less in terms of like the nerdy fucking coaching shit that we love to, that we think everybody should understand. And they can see in terms of their, like the things that they understand, which is their life, oh, a scoop of protein, easy for them to understand. Uh, like a chicken breast, easy for them to understand. You know, like a fillet of fish, easy for them to understand. And if they need more, okay, we'll add one and a half scoops for your morning protein. Like add on like a, 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 a like 100 grams for chicken for your afternoon. You know, like add on like egg whites to your fish in, in the evening. And then they, then it's easy. Okay, then they hit their protein requirements. And then from then, like, okay, well, now we got to regulate how you make it, which is your fat. And then like, like now, like get them to slowly hold zero in on these things one by one to the point of competency. And once they've achieved that level of competency, like move on to the next thing. And I just keep layering things on to the point where, oh, okay, you're kind of like living a little bit like me now. Okay. Like, like, as in like my system now, uh, like relative to your life, obviously. Mm. Okay. Now all we have to do is make little tweaks here and there because now you have like a, a sort of like a mirror of my system, but you know, uh, uh, practical to your life. Mm. And now you can run with this however you want. Like you can, like uh, you know, like you can track, you cannot track. If you don't have to track, if you don't want to track, what can you do if you don't want to track? You know, like give give them thoughts and ideas like that, uh, so they don't go like, well, I like my. I can't track this. It's not in my fitness power. It's not in my chronometer. Like I'm like I'm having like a crisis here, uh, and you know like that's because that realistically realistically speaking, that's me, right? Like that used to be me. Where it's like if I can't find it, in my like I I'm not eating it because it's not in my fitness power. <laughs> like you know like and and, and if, if it's not in my database, I'm not eating it because I can't 
find the calories. So no, like that's not happening. Um, you know, like, like being able to, to look at their nutrition and their lifestyle as a whole. And then when they come to me and be like, I'm at a party, I want to eat this thing. And like, but I'm going to go off my macros. And then like, and then, and then me, you know, looking at the entire week and go, well, it's, you could like, there's no harm in you doing that because as long as you don't, I find the biggest thing with most people is that like they start to binge when they get a taste of like a cake or an ice cream, they go, well, I want all the ice cream now. Um, you know, uh, and, and, and that is the biggest problem with most people. And I, I, so my, my role as a coach for them, is like, okay, well, you know, like you've been through, uh, uh, you've been through like three to six months of like, of, of stepping away from that sort of like hedonic, he, like hedonistically eating, uh, uh, all these foods. Now it's time to like layer that back in so that you can have some sort of freedom and you can have some sort of like, like, you know, like a, a, a mental weight lifted off of you where it's like, well, it doesn't fit in my fitness pal, so I'm not going to eat it, mm. you know? Mm. So like, like have it like, okay, so what? It goes over your calories. Who gives a shit? Because you're like, you and I understand that the body works on averages. And if you are averaging one cake every fucking three months, who gives a shit? Nobody cares. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not catastrophic. <laughs> but if it's like a cake every day and like your workload, your output doesn't justify that cake every day and it's not moving you towards your goals, now we have a problem, right? right? But if you want to have that one cake because you're at your niece's nephew's birthday party and it's like right in front of you and you're not dieting down for a fucking bodybuilding competition and have the fucking cake, you should be able to. And that for me, is if, like I define that as client success when they come to me and be like, hey, you know, like I was able to like eat whatever the hell I wanted to and I'm still losing weight. And I didn't even like, I didn't even obsessively look at my fitness pal. I didn't even obsessively look at chronometer over the weekend and I just ate it. But I ate like mindfully knowing that, okay, I'm just going to have a bite because I know that like, I'm like, I don't want to, uh, uh, like I don't, it doesn't serve me to have more than a slice of cake. It doesn't serve me to have more than, you know, like a cone of ice cream, you know? Like, and, and for me, that's what I think is like, uh, um, I define that as like me successfully teaching somebody else how to navigate life and work towards their goals and also be able to live like a, you know, like a, a normal, new normal lifestyle. Mm. Right. So, yeah. So, so that's how I sort of like approach things with my clients. It's like layer things on bit by bit to the point of comfort. And then once they're comfortable, now we add a little bit, like it's progressive overload, but for dieting, but mm. for, you know, lifestyle change, right? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Completely. And it's, it's meeting people where they're at. It's, it's respecting their current lifestyle, circumstances, situations without forcing them to live like an athlete or live like people like us, where our lifestyle is so drastically different. It's respecting, okay, well, these are your circumstances and this is where you're at and this is where you want to get to. Cool. What feels good for you in terms of change? Because people inherently don't love creating change. It's uncomfortable, right? It can be confronting, uncomfortable. It's all about the unknown. Oh my God, I'm not this person who goes to the gym. How am I going to, you know, how am I going to build this into how I see myself? It, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. So when you respect someone's circumstances, you know, 
inherently I feel they're more likely to to be on board they're more likely to buy into whatever you propose because they feel heard they feel understood and they feel like okay this person gets me they know what I'm working with here they understand my working hours they understand my family schedule they understand you know my side my side hustle as well so factoring all of those commitments in we know that we have you know a, a certain bandwidth when it comes to life how much of a bandwidth does a person have to layer in and stack these other things into it and mm. i i think that's the value of a good coach is recognizing where a person is at and taking bits and pieces from our own knowledge and our own handbook so to speak and helping a person apply that to their life and their circumstances and teaching them how to rinse and repeat rinse and repeat and then if we get to a point where it feels doable to layer again on top of that okay maybe now we're getting eight thousand steps most days does it make sense for us to go to ten thousand? are we better off focusing more on nutrition right now instead because we don't have to do everything all at once we'll get to where you want to go but that's a journey and it's a process and it looks different for everyone 100 percent. and sometimes like you know you, you find that you know like let's say they they see that oh man, when we adjust my nutrition i'm losing weight they start they start to feel like well, now I want to get 10,000 steps. Like I don't have to, but I want to. Right. And it's not even like all that hard because that's just a like two 10 minute walks. I can do two 10 minute walks, yeah, you know? For sure. And, and, and it, like it, it's the idea of like, you know, it's like one health seeking behavior adds to more health seeking behaviors. And then it's it's just creating that that positive reinforcement. And I think, you know, as a coach, like understanding psychologically, like, how these things work it's 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 so much more than just the sets and reps because like as a good coach you you need to understand like a little bit of psychology as well and like understanding how people work and understanding habits and understanding like like um um like also so a strategy that i like to get people to do like the aerobic work is like oh okay well if you have the means for it go and like uh, go and buy a bike or if you don't have the means for it then go to the gym and every time you need to go and do your aerobic work, like what I like to do is I tell them like, pick a Netflix show and watch it, right? And, and I got this from, I think, um, um, Jackson Pios, where like uh, when he was cutting, he, uh, he decided that every time he wanted to cut, he would watch an anime show. And the only time he would be able to watch that anime is when he was on the bike. Mm. And so, you know, it's like that, 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 um, that that Pavlovian uh, uh, sort of theory where it's like okay you know like the, he he rings the bell the dog goes like oh there's food he rings the bell and then like uh, you know there's food and then uh, he'll, the dog will start to salivate and then he rings the bell takes away the food but the dog's still salivating so it it it's like you know you're 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 programming yourself to go well okay bite that means show oh show that means bite okay. Yeah. And then it, it, you know, it, it's like a two for one where you're like, I'm improving my aerobic fitness, but I'm also doing something enjoyable where I'm catching up on a series where it's like a, it's a way for me to decompress. Mm. And it's a way for me to like, you know, and I'm, I'm hitting so many birds with one stone that it's like, well, it makes, now it makes sense for me to do it because like, I'm doing like, I'm, I'm doing many things that it's enriching my life, which is like, I'm getting on a bike, I'm improving my fitness, I'm improving my health, but I'm also like, like using it to cut weight as well, as well as watching like a show that I like. And by the time the show is done, I'm like, well, that didn't feel like anything at all. And I'm ready to do this again the next time I see the bike. 
You know what I mean? Um, and, and so, you know, that's an example of what I like, what I do with some of my clients, right? I'm like, you know, I just like program them psychologically like that to like go, you know, like if, if at first they're so averse to it because they go like, well, I don't really like staying on a bike and I just like running and, you know, it's more, it's, it's more stimulative for me to run. And I'm just going like, well, how often do you run? Well, when the weather is good and I don't know about you, but the weather here has been dog shit. <laughs> right so like so then like how so how often can you run now it's like well never and i'm like well you want to give the thing that i said a try because if you would have just done that for for the past three months where it's been raining you could have probably made a lot more progress than you sticking to what you think you like to do best mm-hmm. you know what i mean right I, it's um another great point that comes from uh, atomic habits if you're familiar with oh yeah 100 percent so yeah, it's just creating that positive association, right? It's like, well, I get to do something I enjoy as I do something that maybe is not my favorite thing in the world to do, but because I get to do something that I, I really do like, it's not so bad, you know? Like, it's kind of like, I don't mind eating my dinner if I get dessert. It's kind of a thing that parents often do. Well, you get dessert if you eat your dinner. Like, okay, well, suddenly I could finish my dinner. No problem. You give me a scoop of ice cream, I am on board. I will eat my dinner. It's a really great strategy to make all those, you know, seemingly Everest-like tasks so much more doable. How do we take the Everest yeah. out of these things? And that's just good coaching. It's it's looking at small tweaks, small shifts that you can make based on where you are now, not based on where you want to be. That will come. It's based on where you are now. That's why people go wrong. I think you need to really, really, really be honest with yourself and look at what is your current reality. Okay. And work from there and then let that become normal. And then work from there. Let that become normal. And then work from there. Always come from the place of where you are now. Have where you want to be in mind, but that's not reality yet. <laughs> and for a lot of people, it's so much further away than they realize. Again, you can't really tell them that. that it's going to take two years to get the body of their dreams when you start uh, you know what I, I i tell them that like i just like they, they go like well I, I when during the onboarding process i ask them well how long do you expect to lose all this weight that you you came on to me to help lose and they go like well like six months and i go like double that easily i i just tell them like double that uh and, and you know like and they just go what and i'm like yeah uh like it i ask them as well like how much are you willing to suffer <laughs> because you know like i willing to change uh, yeah exactly like are you willing to do like i look honestly like there are a bunch of things that you can do there are a bunch of ways that we can go about you wanting to do this the question is there's option a there's b there's c there's all the way to z like we can pick one strategy based off of your life depending on what you're willing to to give up and what you're willing to sacrifice what you how much you're willing to suffer look and most of that, most of the time, you know, like they'll come in and be like, I'm willing to do anything. And then it's always the guys that go like, I'm willing to do anything that go that, that end up going like, okay, well then you give them everything. And they go like, uh, <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean, uh, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> this is not the McDonald's order that I asked for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then I go, well, then you're not willing to do everything and you need to like, like, scale back your expectations of how things are like of, of how quickly you are willing to uh, uh, get these results. Because, you know, like, again, you're not me and you shouldn't compare yourself to me because I'm willing to do a lot 
to get what I want. And that includes like saying no to a social life, saying no to a lot of things, like living like a monk, like, you know, putting myself into this deep psychological hole that like it, of, of, of kind of like, um, um, you know, like masochism and self-loathing, you know, to, and, and, and to get to the, to get to my goal, because it's like, it's, for me, it's like a binary thing where it's like, I want to achieve this. So that means that everything else in my life just has to take a back seat because I'm trying to achieve this again. You're not me. And like, most people are not built like that. They want to have a social life. They want to go out for drinks with their friends. They want to go, you know, like achieve. Like they, they're not willing to bring the Tupperware to like, uh, um, um, you know, social events. Uh, and and look silly, which is, you know, like a valid point. You do look silly, but like I just don't give a shit. Like I, it's in my Instagram handle. I don't care. Yeah. You know, like I'm willing to do that because it's um, like I know that like if I want to be able to have a social life and still get towards there towards my goals, I'll do it. I don't care. Right. But, you know, like, like how silly are you willing to look? How much are you willing to say no? Because for most people, like saying, saying no is a really hard thing. Saying no to that one, just one beer, la, like just one shot, la, just one bite, la, you know, like a mo for most people, like it's just that, like, come on, it's not going to hurt that, that one straw on the camel's back before the first no wind comes out of their mouth where they go like, well, okay, yeah, let's do it, mm -hmm. you know? And if you're like, if you don't have that sort of resolve, then, you know, that's fine too. But that just means that, you know, your, your results going to take a lot longer and just be okay with that. Yeah. Just be okay with the fact that it's going to take a while and it, you should be okay with that because if you're willing, like if you're willing to make this a lifelong thing, then who cares when it happens? Like, do you care when it happens or do you care that it happens? Mm. Because if you care that it happens, who cares when it happens? Because it's eventually, it's a sure 100% thing that's going to happen. Right. It's going to, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So if it is just a matter of when, then why do you care when? As long as you get it, who cares? I think that's a really um, great point to highlight is, are, are we more concerned about feeling more comfortable in our own skin in the shortest amount of time possible because we dislike the feeling of the criticism and judgment we pour onto ourselves or are we more consumed and occupied and focused on doing what we can to move the needle in a way that feels sustainable so that we feel successful so that we can start to see ourselves in a successful light let it become part of how we see ourselves you know, I reshared an old quote the other day, which said, people who like themselves look after themselves. And so I, oh, yeah. this whole constrained timeline, like urgent, 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 got to get the weight off, got to get the weight off, got to get the weight off. It's really just people being uncomfortable and not liking themselves and not liking what they see in the mirror and not liking how they feel about themselves. I think that's where mm. a lot of the urgency comes from. And when you're focused on the process and the journey, and consistently applying those processes, then it becomes a much easier way to live. You do start to like yourself more because you start to see yourself in a successful light. You start to let yourself see your own progress and, and that becomes a, a positively self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It becomes a, a nice, positive, vicious circle, cycle of sorts. Yeah. Instead of the tear yourself apart, I didn't lose 10 kilos, in 10 weeks, like I said I would, like I thought I would, like I hoped I would, might as well eat all the shit in the world to try and make myself feel better 
or try and prove to myself I'll never lose the weight and wait until I feel excited enough to try all over again or motivated enough to try all over again, which will mm. probably be Bleeding. at best six months from now, at best, at best, it's going to be six months from now, maybe even more like two or three years from now. Yeah. That's where people need to, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really just like, you know, breaking them out of their patterns, right? Like, it, I think, like, if you're a good coach, you're able, like, you know, during the onboarding process or during the assessment process, and it's far beyond the fucking movement assessments and all that bullshit. It's like, just like talking to them about their life and, and going like, oh, like you got three kids. Oh, you got a husband that hates you. Oh, you got like a job that, you know, like you got, you work 14, 16 hours uh, a, a day, six days, seven days a week. Ooh. And you want to like, you lose all this, like you want to lose the 20 kilos that you've, you've gained over the past 20 years in like three months. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, that's going to happen for sure. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're a good coach, you'd be like, you'd be asking all these things and you go like, well, realistically this is your life right now like and you have very few hours to carve out you have a lot of stress yeah you have a lot of shit going on in your life like let's it's like and these are usually type a people by the way they come to you and you know the type a or type b I, it's the type a people come to you to go i want it i want it now i don't care but and usually these type a people you have, you're gonna have to be like well maybe you need to pop the brakes a little bit you know, like you, you need to pump the brakes a little bit in order for you to get like long-term success. Whereas the type B people, like where they, you know, like they, they, they're not like that. Like they're not motivated. They like they, every little thing is like, oh, well, it's kind of hard. So I go, it's kind of hard. So I want to quit. Like if, if it's the type B people, then, you know, like then you have to create some kind of urgency for these people, you know, like uh, uh, because they are not like motivated to get what they want. So you have to like create that urgency for them to get there. So it's kind of like if you're like if you're a good coach, you like identify these things and go like, well, you're this type of person. You need to pump the brakes. You're this type of person. You need an engine. Like you need you, you need to find an engine so that you can get go. Like it's, those types of people are usually like the type B ones are usually like like they have low motivation, can't do anything. They come to you because they can't do shit. The type A ones come to you because they're like, I want this and I have no clue how to get it. And you know the answer. So fucking tell me. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah. What if I told you that this is a result of training five times a week for 12 years and getting 2.4 grams of protein per kilo of body weight for majority of those 12 years? And what if I told you it's also drinking like four and a half to six liters of water a day, most days for 12 years? and and being yeah exactly i love that it's how what's the capacity of that that's that's like 3.8 liters oh, it's like nice. uh, you know it's like it's like it, it just speaks to like look like no brainer for me nobody nobody else is willing to carry this around but this is like oh i see a four liter bottle i'm like well yes realistically speaking if i have a four liter bottle i'm i'm more inclined to finish the bottle whereas if it's two liters i'll just drink two liters so i'm like well i know myself and i know like like the way that i operate so then I'm just going to buy a four liter bottle because I'm going to make sure I finish that. Perfect. Right. Whereas like, and, and, you know, just like understanding this for myself and then knowing like, okay, how does this, how do I like identify these types of things with my clients and identify like how they tick and how they work. Oh, like this is what's going to make you drink more water. Okay. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. You know, 
like it may not be buy a buy a three point eight liter bottle. It may be like, well, every time you every time you finish two liters, like text me. Right. And then like, you know, then they go like, well, I ooh, I drank four liters a day and it becomes like a competition to themselves. Uh, oh, you gamify it for them and maybe they tick like that and that works for them. So then this is how we're gonna make you drink more water. Mm. This is how we're gonna make you eat more protein. You know what I mean? Um just just like I guess like being a good coach is being to like being able to identify how these people who come to you tick and how to like drive them forward based on how they tick and also like pull back things that don't serve them based on how they tick mm. as well if mm. that makes any sense completely um it's really interesting you say that because i had um a girl i trained the other day i say girl she's young she's early 20s um and she was asking me about alcohol with regards to nutrition and how does that fit in with her goals and everything that we're working towards and my my question to her was do you like drinking? She said, no. And I'm like, well, then what role does it have in your life? Like, let alone anything else. If you don't like it, why are you doing it? If it's because you don't feel comfortable telling other people that you don't want to drink, then that's mm. a skill to work on. That's a, a muscle to flex like any other muscle. And it gets easier the more you flex it. The more you mm. work it, the stronger it gets. So the more 100%. you just saying no to whatever is out of alignment for you, then, you know, of course you move closer towards your goals at a faster pace over time and it becomes easier. But we're so preoccupied with judgment from other people that we let that interfere with us being in congruence. And I think, I, sorry, like I think to be fair, you know, the people around you, I always tell this to my clients and then when they, whenever they come on board, I tell them this, it's like, um, look, the, the barrier to your success is not just you yourself, but just the immediate people around you as well, mm -hmm. right? Because like what, what I often find is that like the people don't like to see you change, especially if they've known you for a long time, you know, like they're like, especially if they're not in that mindset of like, of of like consistently trying to like okay like change themselves and improve themselves like like because they are not like that they they unconsciously try to sabotage you in the ways that you're changing because they don't like to see you change because they are not changing themselves right oh. and so like I I like I I tell most of my clients like look go to your friends all your close friends and all your family I know this sounds fucking dumb but just go to them sit them down and be like look, I hired a coach uh, and, you know, like I'm trying to make this new change in myself uh, and, and my lifestyle because I think it's important to me that I want to change. So it may be that you, I might start saying, doing things that are, you know, like way left field to you, like saying no to certain foods or, you know, eating my own food around you, like choosing to do certain things or choosing to say no to other things. But, you know, don't, don't, be offended by that it's not that i don't want to it's just that it's less to do with you and more to do with me because i'm trying to make a change and even if you may even if you don't agree with it i just hope that you're able to understand you know and it's even if that sounds fucking dumb like it's preemptively framing that with people around you is so much more important than than going up to them and be like yeah no and they'll be like hey what's wrong with you ah? Huh? what do you don't want to drink now and 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 then you just be like well i just don't want to come on lah, just drink lah. what the hell man what's wrong with you and you know what i mean 
and then they'll, they'll, they'll like, and then they'll, 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 uh, um, they'll try and just like goad you and, and, you know, like, um, um, systematically just break you down and bring you back to your old self. Whereas if you like pre-frame that with them and tell them, then when you say no, they're like, oh, and then you can just go fall back on the fact that, well, I told you, you know, remember that conversation we had, like this, I'm trying to make a change. So this is why I'm saying no. So, you know, like we've had this conversation. It's not that we haven't. So just, you know, back off. Hope you understand. Um, As opposed to like trying to fight with them, uh, like when the problem arises, address it first for yourself preemptively. And then when it keeps coming, you just keep having to break it down at 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 a lower intensity rather than having to like fight with your own identity and the identity that they that they have of you, you know, like the, 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 the image they have of you mm-hmm. uh, where, where they can't let that go, you know, like um, it, it's, it, to be fair, like it's, it's most of the time, it's less about us, even when we want to make a change. And it's more about like, you know, the people around us that are like not used to seeing that change. And, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between, I guess, you and I and everyone else is that like, for a long time, I've already I've already established that like if I say no, it means no, it's not gonna happen. You can force me all you want, it's not gonna happen. If you just keep doing it, I'm gonna leave. Mm. So you know, like you make your choice. You want me to stay here? Or you want me to leave? Because I'm I've got no problems, like no like no hard feelings. I just don't want it, and mm. stop making me do it. You know, whereas like a lot of people are 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 like they're they're less okay with stepping on other people's toes by saying no. Uh, because they're less okay with offending other people where whereas like i've over the years already built up this image with people that and they, they automatically know like oh if he's there if he chooses this like and he says no i'm just he's, it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. and it's gonna take some time but if you just keep doing that to the point where like you know like uh, uh to the point where people just get it then you're like okay that that's when you know it becomes i guess a little bit easier but for obviously that didn't happen to me and i wish i did pre-frame it with most people um um but now whenever i am dieting i i pre-frame it for most people too i'm like hey i'm dieting so like you know you know what it is right um and and i think that's honestly that's pretty powerful even if it sounds really silly i think that that is a powerful thing to do like address the issue preemptively rather than reactively oh 100 percent, and it's um just reflecting it's easy when you've lived a certain way for such a long period of time because again as i said i've been in some sort of physical activity sport since the age of two and i've lived with a very similar philosophy and approach mindset for forever so people just know yeah. that about me it's not a question of, oh, why is she eating? Oh, that's Laura just being Laura. Do you know, it, it's not right. something I ever have to explain or ask people to accept of me because I'm very okay with not being accepted by other people because I'm not here to be accepted by them. I'm here to act in congruence with what I am pursuing in life, right? Because I want to go places that require certain behaviors. So I'm here to be consistent in acting on those behaviors. And it's, I I guess, just reflecting out loud in a sense, easy for me, because again, I've for the longest time had the same mentality, philosophy, approach, perspective of myself, um, and a very strong sense of who I am and what I'm working towards. And so people just know that off the bat. And that's been consistent over time. It's not like I've dieted for a month and then I've been dieted for a month and binge for a month. But when you are going to create these shifts, I guess it can absolutely be helpful to make that known up front. I do that with some clients too, 
I'll say, you know, does your family know that you're making this change? Do your friends know that you're making this change? Have you considered having conversations and saying, these are the changes I'm making? If you're not on board with supporting that, that's fine. But this is what I'm working towards. And I don't have time for people who might interfere with that. And so mm. if you're going to be, if we're going to have contact and interaction, this is how you can be on board. And I think it helps too to be upfront with what people can do to be supportive because sometimes people try and help in the most unhelpful ways. You know, they'll say, yep. oh, just one more slice of cake. One slice of cake won't kill you. It also won't kill me to not eat it, by the way. It won't kill me to not eat it. <laughs> Did you ever consider that? So I 100%. think if you identify what is really tangibly helpful for you in terms of support from other people, sometimes it's nothing, but sometimes there are things that people can do. If we can have those conversations, it can go a long way in helping to create that change too. But I really like that as a point of, having the conversation and saying, this is what you can expect. I know it's different. It is also scary for me. <laughs> Don't interfere with that. <laughs> I'm on a journey here and this is what I need. This is what I definitely don't need. If you can provide me with support in these ways, great. If not, fine. And you may lose some friends along the way. And you may lose contact. Yeah, along the way. And you 100%. To- exactly. It's like, it's like, you know, you, you are like the, 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 five most immediate people that you hang around with and talk to most of the time right and it's like when you're when you're making a lifestyle change you might start to see that that also starts to happen where like oh okay you hang out less with these people and you hang out more with these people for and it's not by by way of choice it's just a natural thing that starts to happen because of the way that you like you choose to to live mm. right mm. um but yeah you know like I, this the, the conversation part is important and like it's 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 you know, I guess for most people considered pretty like confrontational to be able to to have that type of conversation, especially in Asia where like like everybody expects you to just understand and things a lot of things just go unsaid because of the culture. Um, you know, like being able to be upfront and say these things is like way more important, especially when you have like a you 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 have a culture of you know mothers who like feel unsatisfied or they don't feel like they have fulfilled their their motherly duty if you're not like fed to the brim and like almost trying to puke every meal right <laughs> right like that that's a reality for most people you know like it's like oh you know if you're a boy and like you're not eating everybody's leftovers and you're not fed to the brim and like you're like you're not like bloated by the end of every meal then i didn't do i failed as a mother mm. right Mm-hmm. And 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 that is like the like the one thing that is like for most people like really hard to get over because it's like oh shit well like I don't want to offend my mom you know like I don't like I don't want to make my mom feel like uh like she like she didn't do her job which so so it's important especially to address like these types of people in your life where you go like well it's not that you're it's nothing to do with you everything to do with me I'm trying to change so please just understand that. You know, like I, I, like nothing changes with the way that I feel about you. I still love you. Like I still love your food, but uh, if I eat too much of it, like, and I want to eat a lot of it, you know, like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm uh, the scale is gonna go haywire. So you know, like, like I'm gonna pull back a little bit, and then I might come back to this later on where I can then incorporate some of that into my life uh, uh, without going overboard. But now I have no sense of self-control. So I want to like rein that back in and have some sense of self-control and then be able to come back to this again. Mm. I think it's, it's really good to have those conversations and to, we can't keep blaming our culture for our own shortcomings, right? If, if we have enough awareness that a culture is a certain way or our family is a certain way, 
then we have enough awareness to create that change. And a lot of that change stems from having these challenging conversations. But I think, I think a lot of people don't have these, like, sorry to cut you off again. Like I, the, like, you know, for the most part, most people are completely unaware of these things though, you know, like they, they come to us and they don't realize that the challenge is not the food. The challenge is not the meal prep. The challenge is not going to the gym. The challenge is not, not all these things. The challenge is like, like, like socially, like, you know, like a lot of people are not willing to get over that that social aspect of things where they, you know, willing to make themselves look weird, willing to make themselves look dumb, willing to make themselves look silly in order to get like what they want. Silly, it, like, you know, it, I say silly, but really like most people should probably be engaging in, in, in these types of practices in order for their own, you know, in, in order to, to perpetuate their own health. But it, it's it like... In Asia, it's not that. Like in Asia, it's like, you know, like we eat socially, we eat the best food, we eat like, you know, for, for as a means of socialization, as a means of like getting together, as a means of connecting each other. Right. You know what I mean? And, and because of that, because, of, because food is so tied into these aspects of things, like saying no could be so like counterintuitive to how your identity is at that moment and it's going to take like a while for you to feel okay with that mm. and that's a that's a that's a big struggle and like that's different for everyone you know like again you and you and me we have no like it's it's we we, we some, i sometimes run the risk of you know like being feeling so far removed from my clients because of the way that i live and the way that i am you know but that that's that's the reality for most of them it's like the the social aspect is real challenging for them like not being able to go out for drinks uh, 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 or, or cutting down on the drinks or like even like limiting their drinks when they're out. Like, you know, like that's that's like a challenge for them, especially when they're known to be like the, the person who gets pissed drunk, blackout drunk. Mm. You know, like like if you've if you've been that for so many years, like wanting to change that. It's not only a challenge for yourself, but also like for everyone around you where they go, like, well, what's wrong with you? Mm. You know? This is not who I remember you being. This is not yeah. you. Yeah, that's it, you. right? You've that's changed. It. It's like, yeah, I have changed. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, and, and for, for the most part, like, like again, you and I, you, you know, like when we talk about change, it's like when, it, when I have to change, it, it is what it is. Like there's no ifs, ends, or buts. Like it's happening. You know, it doesn't really matter. But you know, for, for them, like the change is a slow, grueling, grinding process of having to not just grind out the, the nutrition part, but having to grind out people's men, like like image of, of 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 them as like this particular person, grind it out to the point where like they understand, oh, this is me now. This mm. is who I am now. You know, it like it doesn't take like me having to have a stroke or a heart attack or being like pre-diabetic for me to want to change. But this is I want to get there before I get to you know these 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 like chronically uh, chronic medical conditions in order for me to change, you know? Mm, 100%. Uh, so many like knowledge and truth bombs dropped in this episode. Um, are there any, I, mean, I could just go on. It's, it's really good. I, I really feel you've obviously got a great sense of people's reality. Like you're obviously very in tune with people's circumstances and barriers and how we can sustainably create change you know, with people and with all of that in mind and not trying to come from a top-down, um, like, athlete approach. Like, you have to live this regimented lifestyle in order to create change. No, you can. Sure, probably not going to last very long. You're probably going to end up hating life. 
Um, do you have any final words of wisdom for people who like have heard this? They're like, cool. Now what? Mm, uh, I, I was thinking about this just now. Um, you know that that this great quote, like, how do you eat an elephant? Hmm. One bite at a time. One bite at a time. <laughs> right. Like just you know just like one one bite at a time, and it's like it, the as I the way that I like to approach like getting people to where they, where they're at is like you know like having it so having it feel like it's nothing to the point where like one day like one year down the road they go like hey I'm already here I'm lifting like double my body weight I'm shredded I'm jacked I'm you know I'm all these things. It didn't even feel like I had to do much to get here, mm. you know. And I think that if you're able to like craft out your lifestyle and a, a system for you to be like that, you'll probably be able to find success. Like instead of instead of like like you know having your eyes set on the the end point, like focus less on trying to see where the finish line is and focus more on like just get like the race itself i suppose if that makes any sense mm -hmm. like just fo focus on putting one step one foot in front of the other and when you're going to focus less on when you're going to finish when you when it's going to happen when it when this is going to end focus more on just like yeah taking the scenic route like you know uh, um um and you know, by the time you enjoy, when you enjoy the race, you, you don't care when you finish. You just care that like, oh, okay, I'm like, what? I'm done? Cool. I didn't even know that I was done. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're able to get to that point, right, if you're able to, to find a way to do that, like success comes, you know, as, as a consequence of that, which is so much better than like working to a success, like having success come as a consequence of your, of your life, of your lifestyle, of your changes is so much better than I want success. It must happen now. I, you know, I, I need the success to happen right now. I need the, the fucking like six pack shredded abs right now. Right. Success as a consequence is so much better and being like, and, and, you know, like obviously that approach is, it's different for everybody, but you know, find a coach. Mm. If you can't, if you can't, if you need help, find a coach, find someone who can create a strategy for you, you know, who you, who has lived a life, who, can create a strategy for you and then maybe that might help or maybe you can just start making changes on your own you might not need a coach who knows right but just like as long as you're you're able to um focus less on the success and and focus more on wanting to you know like enjoying your life enjoying your lifestyle and then have the success be a consequence of that you're going it's going to be so much easier and the the, the results are going to stay and they're going to keep staying Instead of like it just being fleeting and it just comes and then oh, okay, well, I'm gonna get fat again, mm. you know. Mm -mm -mm. I I think it's so well said, and the more people can get comfortable in enjoying the process and focusing on okay, what is it that I can do on a daily basis to move the needle? What is it I can do on a weekly basis to move the needle? What is it I can do on a monthly basis to move the needle? and just go really narrow and deep instead of really broad and shallow mm. on their approach i i think the progress will start to stack over time and then again success breeds success you see that something has changed you feel okay good it's working okay let's keep going if it's working keep doing it there's a reason why it's working you know mm. um so i i really think 
so many golden valuable takeaways from this conversation i think hopefully it'll be the first of many um we will have your social media links and any websites you'd like to direct people to in the show notes uh, sorry the show notes below so i'll be in touch with you to get those off of you people will be able to connect with you directly which is nice um and we'll send you a copy once the episode is all put together it's for your own reference cool i appreciate that um uh, this has been such i could just go on this has been such a really 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 powerful really tangible conversation and i think more people need to give themselves permission to like slow the fuck down and just like see themselves be successful and 100 rinse repeat rinse repeat like just keep going just keep going that's the only way you're going to get closer to your goals at the end of the day it's like like you know um not like not to extend this podcast more than i than we need to but it's like it, you know it's the answers are glaringly simple it's like when people come to me and they go like well what do i have to do like what's the secret sauce and i'm like well <laughs> these things and they go well what (laughs) like what like tell me where the thing is like what have you been doing to get shredded like what is the thing and i'm like there's no thing man like this is these are the things and these are like all the basic shit that i've been doing for so long and and that's how i'm here it's basic there's no there's no magic caloric you know there's no magic fucking like diet there's no magic workout there's no fucking magic protocol it's like many things done like many simple things done consistently and done well over a long period of time Mm. is what got me here yeah so you know it's like yeah that that, that's really it it's like there's no there's there's no secret sauce to it unfortunately if there was like we we like if there was you and i would be out of a job and then like just buy this secret sauce like we'd be the mlm guys selling the secret sauce right like be my downline and buy the secret sauce and then we'd be rich but there's not one because like as trainers like if there was the the new best thing we'd already be we'd already have been like balls deep in it yeah right but like anyone finds it like let me know (laughs) yeah let let us know man like i want the secret secret sauce. sauce I would also love to sprinkle that shit on my meal every day, of course. 100%, 100%. <laughs> that is just reality. It is patience, consistency, being consistently consistent, and living somewhere probably between the 3 and 8 out of 10, not a couch potato, not an athlete, just, but being real with where you are and looking at how you can gradually shift that with all of the aspects of your life and not necessarily all aspects all at once but just like what feels good do you want to work on nutrition now okay work on nutrition now you want to work on fitness now cool work on fitness now you want to work on headspace and mindset now go with that too okay like it doesn't really matter it's your journey at the end of the day i'm not here to critique the angle you take or how you approach it but there's going to be one thing at least one thing that you feel you can do right now based on where you are that's going to move the needle go with that because if it feels doable it gets done if it feels like climbing everest no way in the world is it going to happen so 100 make it as easy and doable for you as possible and there's nothing wrong with it feeling easy so long as you can be consistent in that and that's what is so hard for people it's the consistency it's not oh i ate a salad once okay great once only though like why don't you do that again you know why don't you eat vegetables a few times a week not just one time a week um it's like it's like you know it's taking the emotion out of doing the like the new thing where you're like oh well you know uh, like I, i find that when you when 
when you build it up in your head emotionally about a lot of things, whether positively or negatively, right? Like, uh, like I, less peaks and troughs and more of like a consistent straight line emotionally when it comes to like how you approach things, in my opinion and in my experience, has led to more success than go like, you know, getting this fucking high off of like, yeah, I fucking like did all these things. And then like, because then when you don't do these things, then you, then you get depressed. And then, you know, when you do these things again, then you go, then you get this high. And like, that's probably like a, 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 a like a, a bad way to associate, you know, like how, how you're uh, trying to approach to uh, getting your results. Whereas if you're just looking at things objectively and going like, well, you know, like I'm eating this salad, I'm eating, I'm choosing to do this. And, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. It's not, uh, um, uh, neither is it a small thing. It is just, it just is what it is. And it's just, you know, like me doing what I am supposed to be doing to get to my goals, which is falls back on the whole ritualistic thing where it's like, I don't get emotional about fucking brushing my teeth. You know, I don't get Like, it's you just a thing that I, <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, it's like, I don't like, I don't get emotional about these. I don't get emotional about putting on my clothes. It's just a thing that I do. So when that, when, when it's able to become less of like a fucking high of like, oh, social media, like, look, guys, I'm fucking eating healthy. And then like, when you're not eating healthy, then you go like, then you start beating yourself up because you're like, oh no, like, I'm not the image that I portrayed on social media and I hate myself now. And you know, whereas like, it's like, it, it, if, if it becomes less emotional for you and it becomes more of just like a thing like that you're just doing as a part of your life, you know, that's, that's probably a lot better than you know, going chasing highs and going through lows, um, and that that takes a lot of work, I guess, to to get there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's really see, relinquishing that that control of that attachment, the the attachment to the attachment, right? Of needing mm. things to be a certain way, you know, feeling worthy only when you see a certain number on the scales, or only when you know that you've you know eaten quote unquote clean, you know, all three meals and two snacks in the day. It's like no, this is life. It's okay to you know have bumps along the way and have blips along the way the main thing is that you you know return to the program <laughs> mm. and, and pick up where you left off and it's fine because people really get in their own way when they you know criticize themselves beat themselves up as you say tear themselves down and it's like oh what is the point I'm never going to get anywhere la, 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 la. it's like you could have just forgiven yourself and moved on by now like really we, we could have done that but that's okay we'll definitely catch up in another episode we'll have all of your links and handles in the show notes below so people can reach out to you directly and um, cool. I really 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 appreciate this I know it was last minute but I think there's a I mean I know there's a ton of value in this conversation and I can't wait to put it out so you'll get a copy once it's all done yeah I can't wait I appreciate you having me on uh you know this was a this was a nice surprise and I, I hope to be back on again yeah. like shooting the shit with you yeah no I absolutely and I love that you're just you know to the point we need more people who are actually telling people what this is like like giving people the real insights and not just sugarcoating things like this is the reality of creating what you want to create this is what it takes no no magic sauce sorry but tell me if you find it um <laughs> there's, there's value in that because it's easy to see you know images and not understand people's journeys and not understand what it takes to get there and i think the more context people have the more empathy they can have towards themselves and that's really missing i think in this industry i, I think things are slowly changing but i think it's still by and large missing and so i really feel the value of contributing to that and sharing those insights with people so 
I, I'm so grateful and we'll definitely have you back on. Cool. I hope to be back soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me on. Hey, my pleasure. We'll send you a copy once it's all done, probably a week or so from now. So we'll keep you posted. Cool. <laughs> Thank cool. you, Will. You have a good one. You too. You have a good day. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Guys, that's it. That's a wrap. That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Real Talk with your gal pal. That's me, Laura Rogers. Please be sure to leave us a review. Give us your feedback on what else you would like me to talk about. I always want to deliver content on things that excite you and that are going to benefit you in your health and fitness journey. So do give us a review. Before you forget, I know you're busy. I've got to run off and record another episode. Do check us out on the other social media platforms listed below as well because you might just like what you see or hear there. So, you know, be sure to do that. I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. And again, please leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. It would mean the absolute world to me. Stay healthy and I'll see you in the next one.